Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Time for a brand new Flyers Daily for the 30th of March, 2023. Yours truly, 51st birthday. Happy birthday to myself. I'm not one of those people that, as I've gotten older, has gotten weird about saying my age. I worked with some people or you know, know some people that they freak out and don't want to tell people how old they are. Who cares? I'm 51. I feel 51. I may probably don't look 51, but... I digress. Um, big episode here today because John Tortorella, Flyers head coach, is going to join us momentarily. We're going to talk some hockey and hounds. We're going to talk a lot about the team and some things that I've been pondering, asking Torts about. And I wanted to wait till we got here on the podcast so everybody could hear the responses. I asked him about subtraction, what that means, what he wants to subtract from the roster. Also asked him about his assistant coaches and Brad Shaw in particular. Another thing I wanted to know about. And also dig a little deeper on coaching the mind. So we'll get into that with Torts in just a second. Flyers back at it tonight. They're finally back on the road. They haven't had a road game since March 11th when they took on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was a 5-1 loss. Seven-game homestand in between where they go 5-1-1. One, and one. Flyers are coming off four straight wins. Can win five straight games for the first time this season in Ottawa. Now, Ottawa's a team... Claude Giroux's there, obviously, having a very good year, Giroux. But they're sitting in the sixth spot of the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. Through 74 games, they're 36-33-5, and 77 points, actually tied with Buffalo. 3-6-1 in their last 10. Made that trade for Jacob Chikrin not that long ago. And when you look at the statistical leaders for the Ottawa Senators, Tim Stutzel leads them in points with 82. He's also got... The lead with goals with 36. He's got the lead in assists with 46. 82 points in 70 games. He is an absolute stud. Brady Kachuk, number two in points, 77 points in 74 games. And Giroud, just a tick off, uh, a point-per-game player, 74 games. How about 28 goals and 43 assists, 17 power play assists, and seven power play goals. Giroud has gotten it done for that team. Very good uh, performance with him returning back to where he is from, and his first full year without being a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. Debrinket also there has played 74 games, 60 points, 24 goals, 36 assists, and 60 points, but a minus 28. That's pretty bizarre because you look at Stutzla, minus three. You look at Giroux, plus three. And then you look at Alex Debrinket at minus 28, and you look at Drake Batherson at minus 34. Very interesting to see that kind of disparity in the top players' numbers on the Ottawa Senators. So Flyers sends tonight. Flyers will be back home Saturday to take on Buffalo, then a four-game road trip, then a couple more home games, and then they'll wrap up the season April 13th against the Chicago Blackhawks. But let's turn it over right now to John Tortorella. He joins us here on Flyers Daily. Torts, how you doing? Oh, it's your birthday. Uh, what's the number? 5-1. Five one, yeah. You're probably fudging it a little bit, but no. let's go. I'm very transparent, and towards I don't feel a day under seventy. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, I hear you. At this point in the season, especially, it's a grind. Um, let me ask you first about Carter. I know he he uh, got injured or, or something exacerbated in practice yesterday. Do you have any kind of timeline on him yet? No timeline. Uh, I'll, I'll see. We're going to get on a plane here shortly. I'll talk to. Uh, our medical people then, I have no idea what the timeline is right now. 
he, he's already proven enough to you this season, hasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and quite honestly, I, I, as as critical as I've been with with Sandy, where I, I think his game this year, uh, you know, for a while there, he was letting in one bad goal a game, and we just can't recover. We just don't score enough. Yeah. Quite honestly, his last three starts, he has played very well. Uh, so it gives it an opportunity for him to keep on showing. And, and play with a little rhythm, too. That, that, that's a big thing for a goalie. Yeah. Tough, tough to emulate practice, yeah. you know, game and practice. Yeah. Let, let me ask you about the recent surge, Torts. And we're going to get to Hockey and Hounds, too. we got a great dog today, by the way. Uh, but the recent surge in team play, it's team play and it's also individual play. How much of this is no pressure? Because you're in a no-pressure situation. It's freeing of the mind. But but you can still take something from it, even though there's no pressure. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think, you know, honestly, I do think it's a lot easier to play in these circumstances with some guys because they're you're not really playing for anything. You, you get to relax a little bit more. I think our team has played hard. Uh, there's no question about that. But it's just a, a little bit of a different mindset. And... Uh, but, you know, we're, we're still evaluating. We're, we're still evaluating. Uh, you know, we had a couple of young kids play a, a number of games here. We sent them back. Uh, still evaluating forwards, still evaluating our defense. Uh, so, yeah, until until they say you're done, and that's nine games from now, I think. It's probably a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. uh, we're going to keep on working at it, trying to win, and, and keep going about our business as far as watching our guys play. Towards that high standard of play, that had to probably be at the top of your list of things to check off with a black Sharpie marker, indelible, to, to get that resolved and, and really compete every night. And your team has really done that this year, despite the situation of injuries or whatever, um, that has been sustained. But what is next on that list for you of a key element to resolve to move this organization forward? Yeah, well, I there's no question in my mind, I, I think we need to... Uh, there are going to be some players that are on this team now that won't be here next year. Uh, the, the, the thing for me and with the management team and Danny and his group is to discuss our evaluations of players, their evaluations of the players, um, and decide where we go here. There's only so many contracts the team can ki- keep. Uh, there are some expiring contracts going on with some of our guys. Do you look to resign them? Do you move by them? Uh, I think we need new blood uh, as far as some of the positions within our team and personnel-wise. So there's no question, and I'm, I'm, I'm not being critical, but we, we need to uh, get some different personnel here. I, I, I look at probably seven, eight, nine guys that I think are going to be uh, the, 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 the next part of this process. But I also look at some people that aren't going to be here, and I think we need to uh, go outside the organization and see if we can backfill into those parts. Torch, without naming specific players, what are the elements that you're trying to subtract? Well, I, I, I think I, I look at everything. I, and before I even look what's on the ice, I look at uh, the leadership of our group. Uh, uh, I, I look at buy-in. Uh, are they, uh, are they, do you feel they're going to be part of what this process is going to be? Because it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a price. It's going to take a little time. Is it the right person, uh, age-wise, contract-wise, uh, personality-wise? Uh, th- those are the things you look at. Then you kind of wrap it up and and you come up with you, what you think you have a player. I have very strong thoughts as far as what we should do as far as 
some guys that I think we need to move by here. But it, this isn't like football where you can kind of play her on Monday and they're done. Yeah. You know, th- th- these guys have contracts. And, uh, you know, if, if, the, if it's an expiring one and he doesn't fit for us and we don't think he fits, that's easy. But I think there's some people that have contracts that don't fit. And, and these are the conversations that we have to have uh, as we end this season. And working with Danny, you know, you've had conversations with him even prior to him being named the interim GM. I always say that a, a GM will tend to build a team with some elements of his own likeness. Danny was a very skilled player. And the one thing about Danny, as gentlemanly as he is towards, he was a vicious competitor, as you know. Oh, um, God. Work, I mean, he would yield the stick to create a little space in those dirty areas. And he wasn't afraid to go there as an undersized guy. Um, but working with Danny and the identity of this team going forward, that's gotta, it's got to be exciting in a way to be able to you know, kind of paint your own picture here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think, I think a management group and a coaching staff wants to develop, especially in this situation here, and, and now it's a new coaching staff and now a new general manager. Uh, and I, I think you want them to adopt to kind of your, your persona, your personality. Yeah. Uh, the combination of the manager group and coaching. The, the, Jason, there's no question. We need to add skill here. But I, I, I don't think it needs to be a big name. I, I don't think we're in the position right now or, uh, or the spot that we're at in our process to look for big free agents. I think there are going to be free agents out there. And, and, and the term I've been using, it's backfilling. It's those third-line, maybe second-line minute guys that can score you those 17, 18, 19 goals, take a face off, kill a penalty, uh, add character to your group. Uh, those are the guys that you look to grab and then I'll still allow your young guys to grow. Cause I think we have a number of young guys that have grown this year. Uh, I look at Forster, Zamula. Uh, we're going to probably take a look at a couple other D before the year's out and, and not get in their way as far as growing. Uh, with signing these big free agents. We're not ready for that. And uh, uh, so, yeah, that that's kind of the, uh, I think, the lay of the land that we're at right now at the end of this year. Yeah, I always equate it to a house that needs a lot of repairs, got leaky pipes, some some wall issues, some electric issues, and you're going out and you're buying a sports car and putting it in the driveway. <laughs> it's not the time to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and because I th- if you skip steps, if you don't, if you don't keep your patience, you spin your wheels. And, and quite honestly, I think that's happened here for a number of years, judging from the conversations I've had, is you want to fix it right away where let's just, let's do it right. Let's build the foundation and then we can add to it. Yeah. Torch, you can't microwave it. It has to be cooked, slow cooked. Yeah. You have to do it the proper yeah. way. Um, you know, yeah. one thing, I talked to Risto the other day at the carnival and I asked him how he was feeling physically. We know he plays with a lot of physical presence, a lot of contact. And he said, I actually feel really good Torts has been great, and my, he used the word mindful, which I was surprised at, at managing us with the way we practice and the way we go on the ice on days when we don't play. Is that something that's evolved for you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 when you're a younger coach, you want them every day. Uh, yep. You want to dot the I's, cross every freaking T, uh, do it twice, double check it twice, and I think you can wear people out, and God knows I've made many mistakes that way. 
And I, I like Mike Sullivan and I, he's the coach of Pitt, very good close friend of mine, coached together for six or seven years. We, we always talk about this as far as the evolution of a coach. And, and I think one of the key things of, of, of that as, as a coach evolving is get out of the way because we're such control freaks. We screw things up. And I think sometimes when you're not heard and you're not seen, it's probably the best coaching move for that day. If you're feeling it, it's pro- do it. And, and don't think you're, you're shirking your responsibilities because sometimes the players don't want to see you yeah. and, and they don't want to listen to you. And we're with each other so much and we ask so much out of these athletes. Being absent and, and, and just getting out of the way, I think is a real important part of coaching. And that's something uh, uh, my coaching staff, especially this year, have tried to manage uh, days off, uh, I don't think there's a team in this league that gets more time off than our team. But we also ask for that much more in those practice days and those video sessions and, and, and the accountability factor that it goes into this. So I think one hand washes the other. Give it to me. Give it to us. And then we'll leave you alone. If, you, if, you, if you're listening, you're attentive, and you get it done the proper way with the right standard, you're going to have some time off here. And I, I think that's a really important part of today's athlete and today's coach. Yeah, let's not make it as many. We're not we're not categorizing it on quantity. It's on quality of the sessions on the ice. That's no, let me let me go on that point. That is such a huge point. And I think managers, I think managers get in the way with coaches, too, because managers think you need to be there every every minute of the day. You know, you're you're heading the computer, uh, breaking down tape, doing this, that, the other thing, having the players in. They don't get it sometimes. Uh, and I think coaches have a much better pulse on what their athletes need. And, and uh, yeah, I, I've had many arguments with managers when, I, when I've left them alone, uh, and I know it was the proper thing to do. I, I don't think they understand that because they're not in there when we're doing our work. So really good point on your part. Yeah, they're living, you're living it. They're watching it. It's yes. different. Uh, let me ask you about Brad Shaw real quick because I'm fascinated by this because you've been with Brad, with Shawzy for a while. And to me, a coaching staff for it to be effective – is the assistant coach has got to be good at the things that you're not good at. And so you can accentuate the things you're great at. And Shawzi and, and Rock, they get, you know, they're great structure guys and drill guys. It'll, it really frees you up to your strength of coaching the mind, doesn't it, Torts? They, 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 do, they do all the X's and O's. They, they basically, Rock, Shawzi, uh, Daryl Williams, Angelo, uh, they basically get our practices together. I, I'll come in in the mornings. We'll all sit down. Not We, we don't have a lot of meetings. I, I think you can meeting yourself out too. <laughs> I drive in. Yeah, you do. You have meetings to have meetings. And um, I have a couple of thoughts on that particular day based on a, a game the night before or the other day. And I'll, I'll have a couple of drills in mind. I said, listen, I, I want to do these two things. I said, you guys get the rest together. That, that's kind of how our morning meeting goes. And, great. and and they'll they'll go up on the board and they'll group together. And, and then I'm able to, I'm talking to the medical people. I'm in the weight room uh, watching our guys maybe work out. Uh, are they are they properly uh, going about their business? I, I get to manage the whole hallway down there. Yeah. And uh, I think it's really important. And, and really, I think the biggest thing for me is the mind and that's what i spend my day on is is that particular uh that particular place minds yeah it's, it's so important um speaking of minds at the carnival the other day we talked to you on the radio and 
boy, you were busy all day. And towards the work that you're doing with Hockey and Hounds, the PSPCA, how great of an experience was it with the dogs and the people and the fans all day? Oh, my God. The animals were just gorgeous. Two old-time beagles. Oh. Uh, um, well, oh, I mean, they were 10 plus. I felt bad for them because we were taking pictures with them. And I finally told I told because they were kind of getting dragged around. And I said, listen, they're they're too old. If people want to take a picture with me, with them and the people, we'll come to you. Just let them uh, let them be. And we after about two hours, we they had to go. They were exhausted. And then we brought in a Maltese and a, a little pocket pity about three to five years old. Uh, oh, they're, they're, those are such great organizations. And and the fans were fantastic. It, it, there were a lot of people. Uh, I'm hoping those dogs got adopted. Haven't haven't talked to the organizations yet about that, but the the people were fantastic and full of enthusiasm. Yeah, there was a there's a whole different vibe all of a sudden. I'm feeling too, and I really got a sense of it at the carnival. Let, let's talk about Lucinda because that is our adoptable dog of the week. Now, Lucinda is a one year old terrier and pit bull mix. Uh, she's a bit stretched in the shelter, but out of her kennel, sweet as can be. And you know, towards if if people don't want to ad- can't adopt, they can foster to help this dog as well. And they're looking for a home where she can be the center of attention, get all the love she needs. Uh, Lucinda is an absolute beauty. Yeah. yeah, And the picture is fantastic with her. Uh, She, she's, she has her tongue out and (laughs) she looks like she's, she's a brindle, a beautiful Mm -hmm. brindle mix. And you can tell she hasn't, uh, she's lost. She needs some weight. She needs to have some food. She, she just, it's yeah. But, but the thing, just what you said there, she and the and the organization, I mean, they readily admit she does not show well in the shelter. Yep. It's just too crazy for her. She's too stressed out and she doesn't show well. So for her to have any opportunity to go to a forever home, it's going to probably be that conduit of a foster. Yeah. And uh, again, every time we talk about this, people, I, I it's such a huge, uh, huge thing for saving animals is the fostering. You're not going to be responsible for the rest of that dog's life, but for that little interim process of people being able to look at her that are really interested for a forever home, you get her out of an area so she can show herself well and show what her real behavior is. And, and Lucinda here needs that. You know, it it basically says she, she, she said, I'm not sure what her, her life is. They probably don't know. She's a rescue, uh, but she needs to be by herself with a, with a, with a family without any other animals probably reacts a little bit there but that's where that's where she gets stressed out because there's too much things too many things going on around her yeah uh we gotta get this dog a home absolute beauty for all the information on hockey and hounds go to the homepage philadelphiaflyers.com slash hockey and hounds all the details on lucinda the adoptable dogs of the week and the hockey and hound shirts are still available supporting john and christine tortorella's family foundation for giving back Learn more about the foundation at tortorellafoundation.org. I just got to read you this text I got from a buddy of mine, big flyer fan, season ticket holder, Torts. He said, I have okay. loved Torts from day one and thought he'd be perfect here. He's clearly altered his style to the modern game, and he's obsessed with helping dogs and teaching hockey, my two greatest <laughs> passions in life. I'd love to sit and have a beer with him. <laughs> That's really nice. That is really nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I appreciate that. I, uh, Jason, as far as the animal welfare, it's not me. It's just I have such a great platform. Being, I guess, in a public figure in a coaching position, you have so many opportunities with this platform 
to put some thoughts into people's heads as far as yeah. really what's going on in this situation and just bring some awareness to it. Having the platform and doing something great with it is is very important. Torts, um, have a safe trip to Ottawa. We really appreciate the time today. Best of luck up there. We'll see you on Saturday back here at Wells Fargo. Appreciate it as always. Happy birthday, man. Be well. There he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella. We appreciate him taking the time to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. So Flyers back at it tonight. Flyers and the Sens on the road for the first time since March 11th. We'll break it down tomorrow in a brand new Friday episode of Flyers Daily.